Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am your amazing host, Brianna Shelnut, and I am joined by my incredible co-host, Nessa Goss. Yes! <laughs> we are so excited to be coming at you guys this fine Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a good time. Nessa, did you have an amazing time last week? With Pastor Mark. Wasn't it amazing? It was. I love Pastor Mark. Yes, he's great. He is one of our favorite pastors and favorite preachers. Yes. And if you guys liked what you heard the past two weeks, definitely go ahead on YouTube and check out his various messages on the book of Genesis, on Revelation. I assure you, you guys will find something that you're going to love and like. Oh, yeah. Um, He's very talented. It's great. (laughs) Yes. But today, we are talking about the flood. Mm -hmm. But before we get into all of that, Nessa, how was your week? I feel like I, even though I talk to you every single day, (laughs) I feel like I never get a good rundown of how your week went. So how was your week? It was tiring, you know, when you have a family. Never ends. And you're working, (laughs) and you're doing all the things. You're tired all the time, and the saying, mom sleep isn't really sleep, it's just... Literally laying there with your eyes open. (laughs) It is not really sleep. Um, If you have a mom in your life or you are a mom, give yourself a big hug because we know and understand how hard and how tired it is. Maybe call your mom. Yes, call your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank her for all the good she's done in your life because Lord knows she doesn't get thanked enough. Yes. Yes. Um, Mom sleep. Good Lord. Uh, This is not a mom podcast. This is a podcast made to inspire you to read your Bible every single day. Zero Zero excuses. (laughs) But let's talk about it for a second. Now, I have a 14-month-old, pretty much. And, Nessa, you have a... Six-month-old. Six-month-old, yes. So we are both in the throes of motherhood. Like, Mm -hmm. we're still very new, still very early. We're not experts whatsoever. But if you are about to be a mom, let me tell you, your eyes will always be open from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed. You do not sleep. You do not get sleep. It's not for you. Yes. So your husband's snoring next to you, but it is not for you. <laughs> and the Lord has grace for that. Yes, he does. <laughs> However, it is very taxing, but we love being moms. Yes. It's our favorite thing. We're totally blessed to be able to do what we do and to have the kids that we have, aren't we? Yes. And make sure, don't forget, the date night podcast yes pastor mark and robin i'm sure they'll talk about kids and marriage and how to keep that relationship and yes maybe even sleep tips who knows so yeah (laughs) be on the lookout for that and it's gonna be great we're both very excited to listen i'm excited to get some tips because (laughs) (laughs) parenthood is hard (laughs) yes but not as hard as i'm sure it was for noah being in a boat for yes. 40 days and 40 nights with his family and a ton of animals. God so. bless Noah. Okay, if you guys have ever been in any conversation with me, you'll know that I'm not the biggest animal person. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cute and all, and they're God's creations, and I would never want anything to come to harm to them, but Lord, I'm not an animal person. I have one dog, yes. and I find him hard to live with, <laughs> much less every animal of every kind kept together in one humongous barge being tossed on the ocean for 40 days and 40 nights. Yes. (laughs) And Noah was like over a hundred dealing with all of this. How did he do it? And like, it just couldn't have been me. I would have gotten kicked out of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just weren't, wouldn't be in it. (laughs) So (laughs) they would have. 
have taken like, that part that out. that part. Yeah, they would have taken that part out because I would have been be screaming. <laughs> yeah, I would have been screaming. I don't know if there are many books in the Bible that I could have been a part of or many stories, honestly, because it's not for me. <laughs> But all right, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the word. Yes. Um, We are reading Genesis 6, verse 9, and we're going to go all the way through verse 22. Mm -hmm. All righty, let's go for it. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof and opening one cubit, high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Mm-hmm. Powerful stuff. Yes, it is. So what I kind of wanted to talk about today, Nessa, Yes. and it's something that I've started to notice, is that when people often referring to either themselves or the world, they refer to themselves and humans as inherently good. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that, Nessa? Do you believe that people are inherently good? No, I do not. Why don't you believe that? I believe that, one, because the Bible says so, and let me pull it up again because reading through this chapter into more chapters it actually says that people are inherently evil from childhood. Wow. Yes. So even all the little children, even our darling little one-year-old and six-month-old, mm-hmm. they, are, they were born into sin. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So this is Genesis 8 mm-hmm. um, verses. I'm just going to read a little bit above. This is after the ark has been... You know, they're back on land, and they've offered sacrifices to the Lord. And it says, then Noah built an altar to the Lord. This is Genesis 8, verse 20. Mm -hmm. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed bird offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though they are every inclination of the even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. So right there it says, even though we're all, we're we're just, we're not good from the the very beginning. And that's because Adam and Eve sinned. And Adam and Eve, like we talked about with Pastor Mark, they were the perfect humans from God, and then when they sinned, we're no longer covered by the bloodline because Jesus hadn't come yet. Right. And so everyone under Adam is now under Adam and Eve's bloodline. Mm-hmm. 
that's why we need Jesus to come and cleanse us, and then we're made right with Jesus' bloodline. So, so we're not the perfect creatures that God intended us to be right. because Adam and Eve sinned initially. Yeah, for sure. And I think that we read the story of the flood, right? Yeah. And we've heard it before. We've seen the cutesy drawings of all the little animals and all the little monkeys. <laughs> all the time. All, yes, all together, happily enjoying, you know, the ark and Noah and his family and the dove. And we've all seen it and right. we've all heard it and yeah. we get it. But when you really read the text and think about it, we were so evil, so corrupt that God had to start over. Mm-hmm. God felt the need to start over. But I love that what he says about Noah, that Noah was blameless in his time. Yes, do you think that Christians are living in a way that they can be called blameless in their time? Do you think that Christians are making themselves an example for the rest of the world to follow? Or do you think that Christians are nowadays too swept up in wanting to be good, wanting to be tolerant of the world Mm -hmm. and our time today? Or do you think that there are Christians who are actually taking a stand against the things that don't agree with God? Well, you know, Noah... God looked at the whole world and saw that only Noah was fit for that task and fit for that time. So I think if there was a situation where God was like, oh, I'm going to destroy the world, which he won't because he promised he won't. But let's say that he never made that promise and he decided to flood the earth again or whatever. I think there could be maybe one person just like there was just Noah and his family. But I, I think for the most part, Christians are just trying to make peace with everything and try to be everybody's friend. And, you know, we're not called to be everybody's friend. We're not called to not make waves because then how is the truth in the gospel going to be known when it's just watered down just because you might get offended? And, of course, there's ways to talk about it and not be mean and not be rude, Mm -hmm. but there's truth, and truth has to come. Because truth and grace are together. You can't just have grace because then there's no truth. Exactly. But you have grace with truth, and that's what matters. Yes, for sure. And I think also that when you start talking about Noah and how Noah was the example, think about this. The Bible never mentions whether his wives or his sons were living correctly. Never mentions that. But they were saved due to Noah's actions. They were saved due to Noah's lifestyle, due to Noah's life and how he and his relationship with God. I would hope that I'm leading my family and leading the people around me, that they're affected by Jesus just because of me, that they're the ones that are touched by God and also saved by God and spared by God because of me and because of my influence and because of my relationship with Jesus. I think that's also powerful to take from Noah's story as well, Mm -hmm. that Noah was blameless, and because of his blamelessness, his whole family was saved, and they were trusted to repopulate the earth and to um, start, start something new. Yes. So I think that God is just a God of covenant, Yes. Like we can take God at his word. We can take God at what he says, how he promises. We can trust him to not only take care of us, but to take care of even the little things that we wouldn't have thought about. Every sparrow was on that ship. Every tiny little hamster was on there too. (laughs) I don't know why I can only think of small creatures. Because they, they matter too. Yeah, they mattered. <laughs> yes. But everybody was there and God took care of everybody and took care of everything. Yes. Um, I do think that that just speaks to God's character. And even though it was 
very long. It's in the Bible. It says it was the 600th year of Noah's life. Mm -hmm. The 600th year. (laughs) Imagine being that old and still waiting on God and still waiting on his promise and his covenant and waiting out the literal storm of your life. How do you wait out the storms of life? You know, I've only been alive for almost 29 years, which isn't a very long time. It's almost your birthday, Nessa. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But the time that I have been alive and experienced things, it's really just being steady Mm -hmm. and finding, when I am going through a storm, finding those people that can remind me to stay on the boat and don't give up. Don't just look around and see the the wind crashing and the thunder (laughs) and getting scared or getting overwhelmed because that's just life. There are storms and then there's calm. And it's important to trust that God is with you in both situations because it's just, it's life. Like It's all you can do. Yeah. I like what you said. I like, I like to stay on the boat. Yes. Because... Lord. Just throw you off the yeah. boat. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's very easy to feel like, okay, I would rather be tossed out than yeah. stick with us any longer because I think, man, I think growth is hard. Yes. I think when you're trying to grow, when you're in a place where you're waiting for God to do something or waiting for the, se- the season you're in to be over, it, it is easier to kind of throw in the towel and just be like, okay, well, God didn't show up for this time or this time, and I just really can't do it anymore. And so staying on the boat, waiting for God's signal, knowing there's a covenant at the end of this, mm-hmm. trusting God at his word, having people around you that can keep you on the boat and yes. keep you grounded and keep you centered in what God says in his word and how it says. Yep. I think all those things are very important. And, and that's the things. thing with the, um, are we a good, are we, can one person be good? Mm-hmm. And of course, that's like asking us as humans, we're going to measure. Yeah good or bad based on what we think good Mm -hmm. or bad is yeah and but we are just humans yeah god looks at it and we were talking about it earlier Mm -hmm. he's seeing as not good but are you holy are you righteous and no one is those things 100 only jesus was right and so it's not to me it's not necessarily about oh i'm a terrible person yeah oh i'm evil like to the point where when we think of evil and how evil is really, really bad, mm-hmm. but it's just not good enough. Yeah. Because sure. I'm not good enough. Right. That's why I need Jesus. And I think that what people get wrong about that, and even sometimes Christians get wrong about that when they try to justify and say, oh, you just need to be a good person, you'll get into heaven, or you should just focus on being a good person, being a good people, raise good kids. Like, I feel like what Christians get wrong about that is that we don't have to be good enough. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go through this world feeling like salvation is on us. Yeah. Why would you give up the gift of salvation and the gift that Jesus gave you to be able to live your life, get to heaven through him, but instead you'd rather get there by good works? You'd rather 
prove yourself being a good person instead of just accepting the salvation that Jesus has given you, to me, it doesn't make sense. For me, I'm like, yeah, I'm not good enough. Yes, I need a savior. Yes, I need Jesus. And Jesus did it for me. Jesus was perfect so that I didn't have to be. Jesus was good enough so that I didn't have to be. Jesus was blameless so that I didn't have to be. And instead, when I sit in front of the throne or when I come to God, God only sees his son through me. Mm -hmm. That is... I feel like that's the greatest gift. That allows me to feel like, oh, I can relax. I can have rest in this life and the next because I know that Jesus paid the price and saved me from myself. Because like it says back in Noah's day, you know, like there was nobody in that time. I, I feel like I see that today. Like mm-hmm. there, I don't see a lot in this time of people doing right or people wanting to follow God or you know, live blameless. And it, it definitely feels like, okay, it's hard knowing that, oh, it might not happen in my lifetime that people do right or that things go well or that Jesus comes back, whatever that may be. But I know that, okay, I have a part to play. I have a part to play in my 50 feet. I have a part to play in my family. I have a part to play in my friendships where I want to be seen, yes, as a righteous blameless, holy, set-apart person, but I also inherently know that there's nothing I could do to earn the love of God. There's nothing I could do to earn the title of good person or to earn the title of righteous or blameless. There's nothing I could do. I can try my best, but the Bible says that even on your best day, it's just rags. Yes. So it's weird to find solace in that. It's weird to find peace and comfort in that, but to know that we're not here and meant to do the life, to do this life alone. We're not here to just Mm -hmm. hope and pray we're doing good enough to get into heaven. Like we know that Jesus paid the price for our sins. We know that God looks at us and sees his son. We know that even after the covenant of the ark and after the covenant of the rainbow, we know that God is not only for us, but will never hold us accountable for our sins through a flood again. Right. And there's that peace in knowing that. Right. And the only way is through Jesus. And it's it's kind of hard to explain to someone who is looking at it in the lens um, of all the, everyone preaches that you're just a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the point. Right. The point is we just need a savior. Yes. And the... If when you accept that, like I love what you said, you can just have peace. Yeah. Knowing that, yes, I'm called to live Christ like. Yes. I'm going to mess up. And if I have a repentant heart and keep coming back to Him, that's what a relationship is. Yes. And I don't have to wonder, am I going to heaven? Right. But I love the Lord with all my heart. He's my Savior. And I have a repentive heart continuing to grow because salvation is progressive. Yes. There's no stopping point because you get older every day. You have new situations, new things to surrender that you thought died 10 million years ago. Right. <laughs> then and it they comes rise back. back up. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a continuous relationship. Yes. And that's what Jesus died for is to be in a relationship, to stand at the foot of the cross, pleading for us mm-hmm. in front of God, so he would not punish us yes. like he did before. Yes, the Bible says that Jesus is our great advocate. Yes. And I love that word. Oh my goodness. I love that I have a savior who advocates for me. Yes. Good Lord Jesus. I need an advocate. I need people. I need somebody up there <laughs> <laughs> pleading my case. 
who knows me better than anyone, who knows my life, knows my struggle, and not only that, lived through it. Jesus came down to live this life so that he could better relate. Like, I just, y'all, y'all can have the title of good person. I want the title saved by Jesus. Yes. Savior, savior person. Like, good Lord, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saved. I'm Oh my gosh, that's what I would rather. That, yes. that is what I would rather. Take the world, but give me Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Take the world, but give me Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> it's it. It's a song for a reason. It is. <laughs> it's a good one. But back to the word. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says that the waters flooded the earth for 150 days. Mm. What would be going through your head if I you were stuck like, on a boat? Is this ever going to end? Yeah. I know you said... Well, I did. I don't even think he knew how long he would no. be on the. Yeah, he had no idea. So like that just is so. I can't imagine that. Is this ever gonna end? There's no land in sight. That's why I send in the doves all the time. Go find some land. Come back, please. With please some, come back. some good news. <laughs> um, I would just be hope like hoping every day. Yeah. Come on. Is it today? <laughs> That is a long time to wait. And this, okay, you guys, I promise I'm saved. But this sentence always kind of irked me a little bit. Um, The next chapter says, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Mm. It's that, but God remembered. Yes. Did he forget? (laughs) Like, like was, was Noah not at the forefront of his mind (laughs) um but at first that sentence you know extremely irked me I was kind of like okay there's nothing else going on on the earth right now like everybody's dead um we're the only living things on the earth right now that's a question for pastor mark (laughs) (laughs) once again this is not a conspiracy podcast (laughs) at least it won't be yet (laughs) but yeah so but at the same time, then God had to kind of reel me back in and be like, Brianna, isn't it great that we have a God who remembers? Yes. Um, you don't have to fill your prayers with, oh, Brianna Keena Charlotte needs help. Like, yeah. God remembers and knows yes. and knows your needs, knows how, where you are, what you need, mm-hmm. and when you need it. And I think that God's faithfulness just shines through in this story, even though it is a... It's a story that's kind of harsh where you're like, okay, he flooded the entire earth and killed yeah. everything that has breath. That's like, wow. horrible. That's a lot. <laughs> but he only spared Noah and his family and all the animals. But even, even so, God's grace and mercy screams through this story. And I know people don't really give it a lot of thought because, once again, it's been reduced to cutesy photos and a nice little VeggieTales story. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a living, breathing word that says that God remembers you. Mm-hmm. If no one's, I know people have told you that God loves you. I know that people have told you that God is full of mercy and grace, but God also remembers you yes. and knows you and wants to know you. And that is just so good. It is. <sighs> that's what, so good. That's what I was going to say with the, but God remembered was it sounds more endearing. Mm, yeah. You know, instead of, but did I forget about you? The way it's read kind of is like, but God remembered. And it just makes me feel like he was just had no in his heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just sounds just more poetic and endearing versus, right. did you forget about me? 
<laughs> yes, Noah was saved, y'all. I, I, I was not. <laughs> not. <laughs> but kind of how you were talking about the dove and the raven that mm-hmm. he kept sending out. Um, it took a couple more. It took a couple days. It took yeah. a couple weeks. Even after the wind had receded, Noah was still waiting. Yes. on the promise of leaving the ark and having to, you know, repopulate the earth. He was still waiting on it. So, I think. I don't know. I'm. I feel like we live in a day and age where waiting is just non-existent. Yeah, there's no need to wait. There's no need to be patient. There's no need to have faith in anything really because everything is either right there in front of you or it's not Mm -hmm. and so I can't imagine being Noah and having to wait that long and once again Noah was not no spring chicken like he was 600 years old yeah he was extremely (laughs) old extremely tired from taking care of those animals this ark was not once again a toy it was Three a three decked arc mm-hmm. that had levels that he was probably having to lug feet up, up and down, and you know, like there's just a lot. So for yes. me, I applaud Noah for waiting. I hope that in life we can all have the patience and endurance that Noah had, and the faith to have that endurance yes. and that patience. Absolutely, because it's great. It is big faith. <laughs> big faith, Lord. So. What did we learn? Yes, what did we learn? Because we talked about a lot. We did. We could even talk about more, but I'm not going to say everything that's in my mind. Yes. Because it'll be a long time. Yes, and we can talk, 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 talk for the rest of our lives. But we learned to stay on the boat. Mm-hmm. Stay in the boat. God is worth it. Yes. God is. is worth it. Stay in the boat. He died for you, so stay in the boat. Yeah, stay in the boat. <laughs> and whatever that looks like for you. Yes. Whether it's fighting for your marriage, praying for your kids. Yes living day to day and trying to preach Jesus to people or your own private struggles that you deal with, stay in the boat. God's got you. God has a promise for you. God remembers you Mm -hmm. and God loves you. Yes. Um, We also talked about just that people are not good. The Bible is very clear. The Bible is clear that People are inherently evil, that we were all born into sin, and the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came and died for those sins, so now we have eternal life in him. Through him, we have eternal life. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's the good news. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we read the Bible. (laughs) Zero excuses. (laughs) That's why we do what we do, because we have a relationship with a living, breathing God that loves us so much. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it on this pod, but I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. (laughs) Jesus loves you and desires you and wants to have a relationship with you. And the only way you can keep in that relationship with God is to... Stay in the boat. Yes. (laughs) Stay in the long game. I've never met a 50, 60, 70-year-old person that has regretted following Jesus. I've never met them. They don't exist because God is worth it. Yes, absolutely. Amen, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. (laughs) And that concludes our pod for today. Thank you, Nessa, for sitting with me and for talking about the Lord and Mm -hmm. Noah and the flood. I've been having such a good time going through Genesis. We've got two more chapters to go, two more parts of the story that we're going to tackle. And it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. Maybe we'll have a guest. Who knows? Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) But if not, I hope you guys still enjoy just hearing me and Nessa go back and forth. Yes, they better. (laughs) 
hope so. But we're going to close in a quick little prayer and just a little reminder for you guys. Um, we have new episodes every Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we just want to inspire you guys to read your Bible every day. Zero excuse. That's the goal. And we will see you guys next time. Let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for your word. It is living and breathing. I pray for all those listening. I pray for their families, for their livelihoods. Lord, I pray that you just continue to touch everyone who comes into this podcast and takes a listen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.